Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Hey everyone, welcome to our Down Not podcast. Let's go. My name's Salvus. And I'm Hala. And we feel quite special today. We're actually at the Auckland Institute building. And I don't know about you, Hala. When I walked in, I just felt God's love. He has a building for us in the middle of the city. Yeah, it was so cool walking in and just seeing familiar faces. And I feel quite honored to be sitting here yeah. and discussing our topic here today. So, everyone, my name is Halaki Umata Vaifa Otui. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You can call me Hala. I'm of Tongan descent. Uh, and I'm currently located in South Auckland, Papakura, and am currently attending the Auckland YSA First Ward. The best ward. The best the, ward. The very best ward. And if, if you're hearing that, Bishop Sapoy, I think we made it. <laughs> hey everyone, um, so my name is Salvis Lawrenson. I'm from I'm Samoan. I was born in Samoa. My family migrated over to New Zealand, like a lot of you listeners. Yeah. And I'm in the YSA Ward just with Hala and it's, a, it's actually a really good privilege. This podcasting is new to the both of us. And if you can see us in person, we're both just laughing and quite nervous. <laughs> but we did say a prayer and we're quite hopeful that this podcast is not only one, hopeful and helpful to everyone, but two, the Spirit is able to testify of some of our testimonies that may not come through our words, if that makes sense. Heart out. Yeah, and that it may be able to touch at least one of your guys' souls. At least one soul. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> if not the soul, the toe or the head. <laughs> so it's ironic, but the topic for this podcast is thriving and we added in surviving as a YSA both temporally and spiritually. Let me repeat that one more time because I think it's really deep. Yeah. Eh? Thriving or in our case, surviving, <laughs> as I say, temporally and spiritually. And it's a big topic. And so in, in acknowledging our thoughts and our testimonies throughout this podcast, I think we will try our best to point you guys to Christ. And I don't know, Hala, when you first heard the topic thriving as I say, <laughs> what were some of your first thoughts and what were some of your initial thoughts? Yeah, when you asked me to do the podcast and w- when I saw the topic, I was like, thriving i'm barely surviving these <laughs> days uh, in YSA, and i've been in YSA for long enough ancient days now but i was just like oh okay thriving and i just really had to ponder on it and uh, see what we could discuss when i heard the topic i quickly searched up on the oxford dictionary yeah. what thriving and surviving was and if i can share that with everyone the word thrive means to prosper or to flourish right? yeah. and i think that has spiritual significance And if you go to the word survive, it means to continue to live or exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. It's kind of the same continuum, but on opposite ends. On one end, you're literally just existing. You're mindful of all these dangers. And then on the other end, you're you're flourishing. You're prospering despite all the hardship and the danger around you. And that's some of the initial thoughts that came to me. And to be honest, I am surviving. (laughs) Same. Same. Just barely surviving, eh? <laughs> Almost just existing. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of our YSA or a lot of our listeners be able to relate to this topic. So, yeah, I'm excited to discuss some of yeah. the questions that we'll come up with. Nice. First question. What does it mean to thrive in the context of YSA? Okay. So this question, thriving, well, to me, thriving looks different to everyone. Mm. And you did say someone who 
tries to be successful, aspires to be successful, yep. and success looks different to everyone. And that's what my thoughts were. Uh, no, 100%. It's different for everyone. Yeah. I think, uh, let's just state the obvious. Oh, yes. eh? oh my gosh. Yeah. Driving as a YSA, there's, there's tangible benchmarks that, that the church culture has put out. And if you're a YSA, and let's say you've received a Melchizedek priesthood, I think everyone thinks you're thriving. Yeah. If you're a YSA and you've gone on a mission, right, and that applies to both women and yeah. men, and everyone else does, yeah. <laughs> applies to everyone, then I think the church culture is you're thriving as yeah. a YSA. You're doing the right things. And then the biggest elephant, if you're married in the yeah. temple, yeah. like you're thriving as a YSA. And those are tangible benchmarks that we've got as a church culture. But I think the word thrives has a lot more to do with your internal spirituality rather than those explicit accomplishments that yeah. everyone can see. And I remember I was having this convo with my mom because I'm 20, 24 at the moment, 21 plus three, only three <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm 24 at the moment. Eh? And my mom, she's always comparing us to like yeah. our cousins and stuff that aren't members, but they're paying off, like they're, they're paying off houses and they're, yeah. they're buying all these things and accomplishing all these worldly things. And I remember my dad said something really profound. He goes, mom, I don't know why someone dad called their mom. <laughs> their wife's mom. But he goes, mom, my kids living the gospel, that's the best way they could thrive in the gospel. And I think as a YSA, what does it mean to thrive? It's living the gospel wherever you're at. And you could be an 18-year-old YSA. And yes, the tangible goal is to go on a mission. But if you're living the gospel, which is the essence, that's thriving. Yeah. And if you've come home from a mission and you're living the gospel, like that's thriving to I me, you know. And if you if you're faithfully searching for husband or wife to marry in the temple, yeah, the temple is tangible. But if you're living the gospel, that's thriving as a YSA. Yeah. That makes sense. Thanks. One thing that came to mind was that uh, the church culture like creates like a like a checklist. Yep. Of you got to be married at a certain age. Mm. You got to have a job at, at a certain Hard age. Uh, it's almost like just checking it off. Mm. Whereas I'm grateful for the gospel that um, encourages us that. As long as we're trying to become like our savior and yep. living the gospel principles, that's thriving in itself. Hundred yeah. percent. You could even look at it at yeah. the opposite end. Yeah. You could have everything checked off, but you look in the mirror and you don't see any Christ-like yeah. attributes come out of it, and it's a not a complete waste of time. But I think you've lost the mark. Yeah, you've lost the mark. And me and you, hello, we know lost each other. We, <laughs> we haven't even missed the mark. Where is <laughs> the mark? <laughs> <laughs> we still lost ourselves oh, then. but uh, i think that's one point we mutually agree on eh? yeah living the gospel as a ysa wherever you are yeah. that's what it means to thrive yes I and love that. honestly i'm living the gospel I think of like jesus christ yeah. and his atonement and we've always heard that there's two parts to the atonement there's the redeeming power and then there's the enabling power and if we were to go back to the definitions the thrive and survive yeah if you're constantly accessing the atonement, but only the redeeming power, you're just surviving in the yeah. gospel. Eh? You're um, falling back and the Savior is helping you stand back up. Yeah. Um, and that's great. You're accessing the Savior's atonement and you're utilizing it. But I think there comes a time where you should move away from the surviving and access the enabling power of the atonement. Yeah. The power where Jesus Christ is able to help you do hard things. Yeah. So if we were to, I don't know, Gospel and thriving is atonement and enabling power. Gospel and surviving is the atonement and the redeeming power. Yeah. Either or, the atonement applies. And that's and that's, that's beautiful. Eh? Yeah.
Cool. So what are some barriers that prevent YSA from thriving? Ooh. That's a good question. What are some barriers? <laughs> Just some. <laughs> some. <laughs> There's what, a lot. inflation. No. Pencils. Oh, oh, oh no. the fatus of that one. The fatus of that one. Uh, I like to listen to podcasts and read books and things. Yeah. And this one particular podcast, it gives six reasons or six secret recipes that you could follow to thrive. And the approach I'm taking to this question is, what's the opposite of that? So one is you are in charge. Right? And the barrier there would be you're not in charge. Yeah. Two is it's better to look for the good. The barrier there is you don't look for the good. Yeah. You look for the halas now. Three is you see a gap, you fill it. Yeah. And the barrier there would be you see an opportunity, but you don't take it. Yeah. And four is you don't, like the recipe is don't make it all about dating. Yeah. I think the barrier there would be YSA. It's all about dating. Yeah. It's all about these checklists. But that's, that's not just it. YSA, yeah. And in five, vulnerability goes a long ways. I think the barrier there would be you feel content with where you are. You're not yeah. vulnerable to growing. And in the last one, it's all about Jesus Christ. And the barrier there, it's like it's not all about Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I think those are my six barriers that prevent salvers from thriving. What's some of yours, Hala? Because I know uh, the thriving has <laughs> been a barrier. <laughs> Some barriers for me, I would say, would uh, be that we don't believe in ourselves mm. uh, and that we, yeah, we, one, that we don't believe in ourselves, we don't see ourselves how Heavenly Father sees us. Mm. And um, I think when I first started YSA, I was kind of like that, like still fresh into YSA, <clears throat> fresh into YSA and Still kind of self-conscious and uh, felt a lot of inadequacy. Whoa, whereas, big words, spell yeah. it. <laughs> a, B, C, <laughs> I felt a lot of those emotions that we would get as young YSA just coming up to YSA. Whereas now that I'm 28 and have lived... 21 plus 7? <laughs> yeah, have lived a lifelong um, uh, period of time in YSA, I've slowly learned how to see myself as how Heavenly Father would see us or see me. And when I was able to tap into that, to see Heavenly Father, see how Heavenly Father sees me, I was able to like have that enabling power mm. of our Savior, of the atonement, yep. to be able to thrive, even if I was scared to make moves or, you know, and then to be able to see Heavenly Father just multiply my efforts in doing so. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Eh? 100%. I think both our answers align in that, Yes, there's things you can't control that stops us from thriving. Yeah. But you can control yourself and yeah. your actions and how you respond to things, your reactions. Yeah. I, I also wanted to state the obvious. A lot of YSA aren't progressing or thriving because they're, uh, they're too scared to go through the repentance mm, process. Yes, um, the redeeming power. Yeah, right? yeah, the redeeming power, which enables them to become worthy enough to receive the eternal blessings awaiting for them. But... <laughs> Do not delay the day of procrastination. Do not delay a procrastination of repentance. And mm. I think that's why a lot of us, why I say, do get, end up getting stuck. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Control your actions and your reactions. Yeah. And if you were to bring it back to where we started, the focus on becoming, if you delay a lot of your actions or reactions that you're supposed to do, yeah. you're also delaying that becoming process. Yeah. Do you get my Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, um, I feel like I'm looking at the mirror right now, <laughs> and I <laughs> need to do a lot of things. Hey, I just wanted to share that uh, growing up in the gospel, not that um, I because I came back to the gospel when mm. I was 21, and since then I've always heard people speak about the enabling power, the uh, healing power of the atonement, and I wasn't able. I would just be like, oh yeah, but I didn't really understand the actual healing and enabling power till I was able to go through that step of repentance and yep. going through going to my bishop's office and laying it all out to him and when I was able to do that my fears and my doubts I was able to receive a greater understanding and respect and love and appreciation for the atonement that's what I wanted to share yeah I like that I like that I think uh, as a missionary would I, that's make that our first invitation eh, Hala? yeah <laughs> like how could you literally access the atonement a little bit more and if it's accessing the redeeming power like how, how could you do it and make it practical if it's accessing the enabling power how could you do it and make it practical again and um i hope you're taking it seriously and you've got your painted paper out especially <laughs> the, <laughs> the, and uh, that's a good leeway into our next question right because yeah. i think thriving as a ysa and if you're to define why i say yeah young single adults but it's the busiest time it of is, our life yeah People are going around. <laughs> you're at school. You're making the most important decisions now. And because you are, yeah, like these decisions will impact a lot of your future. Yeah. And it's so busy. And yeah. I think the word that's echoing in my head right now is balance. Yeah. So how do you... And I say you to Hala because I don't know if you know Hala. Hala sleeps every day. Hala just sleeps and goes to church. No. Hala, Hala is one of the busiest people I know. Stop lying. <laughs> She's at uni, you're at work, you've got family responsibilities, you've got church responsibilities. And not to praise Hala, but that's the reality of what I say. Yeah. Like, how do you find balance spiritually and temporally? Um, thanks for all the good, <laughs> the only compliments I've ever received from Salvis. From Salvis? <laughs> but honestly, that's Salvis. Uh, he's more busier than me, uh, anything. Oh, um, <laughs> but to answer how have you been able to balance life spiritually and temporarily, one of the techniques that I would use is that I would prioritize if I'm at home, I'm at home, I'm present at home. If I'm at work, I'm at work, like being present at work. If I'm at church, I'm at church. Get the gist. And one thing that would help me balance it both would be working on myself spiritually as well as temporarily, like spiritually as in ensuring that I'm worthy enough to go to the temple, um, ensuring that I go to sacrament, just little things, the basics that were being taught. And then temporarily just working on myself, like sorting my life out for my future. Um, yeah, that's how I would be able to balance. I think what you were sharing before is, if you know me, that's one of my biggest issues. Yeah. Like I'm at church, but I'm thinking about work and school and family. I'm at home and I'm thinking about church and everything else and all these girls that are following me. Rose eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the principle that's coming to mind is... Um, out of David A. Bender's video that he circulated on Facebook last year, yeah. and he boldly says, there's no such thing as balance. Yeah. There's no such thing as balance. And let me just bring it up here. Yeah. He goes, identify the two, the three, the four most important priorities in our lives, and then make sure that we are always returning in time to make sure that each one gets the spin that it needs. 
Yeah. Right. The imagery may sound silly to you and it sounds completely silly to me. <laughs> but I hope it's helpful. Don't spend all of your time trying to achieve this perfect equilibrium, this balance, because it doesn't exist. Focus on the things that matter the most in the moment, yeah. wherever you are, and you'll have the Lord's help to be able to juggle and attend all of those important priorities in your life. I love that. I love that quote. I think earlier today we were at uni studying, mm. you know, I loved how he said, uh, pick the two or three most important uh, things and then, yeah, and then prioritize it. I was thinking, uh, because I'm in YSA and I come from a part member family, not all of them understand the importance of going to church activities, doing your callings, mm. uh, going to the temple and all of that. A lot of my family feel neglected sometimes. Yep. And I received a call today from my mom, like giving me the, giving me good advice, yep. telling me that at the end of the day, whether you're with your friends or your family, at the end of the day, you come back to your family. And I think that that stood out to me because I was too busy uh, focusing on one aspect of my life, as in like trying to be active in the gospel where I was neglecting my family. But mm. one, what I'm grateful for David A. Bidner is that he encourages us to distribute our time equally towards those things that matters most so i've learned to also distribute time towards invest time into my family because they're just as important as you know, being spiritually active in your callings in your uh, going to temple etc no 100 eh? and i echo that so much my goal for 2023 i have just posted in my room and at the very top is he's picked the people and projects that matter the most and it's something that I'm I constantly that. working on. That's cool. It's something that I'm still working on and I haven't achieved much success in it. But something that I can testify of is Mosiah 241. Yeah. It goes, I would desire that you should consider on the blessed and happy and should I say the balanced state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And the reason why I share that is um, when you're picking the projects and people that matter the most, perhaps the question you shouldn't ask is what's more important or what isn't important. I think you should ask yourself, what's helping me to keep the commandments of God a bit more? And if it's two conflicting commandments, you'll know exactly which commandment is more yeah. important than the other way. Yeah. If you get what I mean, pick yeah. the projects and people that matter the most. And honestly, don't worry about it. Just get to work. Yeah. Like, balance will come if, you're, if you've got the right intentions and you're doing the right yeah. things. Yeah. I also think that um, in Matthew 6, verse 33, it highlights the importance of that. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I thought it was fitting to share this just because despite how busy we can get in life, whether it's spiritually or temporarily, as long as we're focusing on our Savior and what matters most, which would be like the kingdom of God, right? Yep. As long as we're focusing on those righteous desires, Heavenly Father will multiply our efforts or add everything else, like he'll do the rest. Yeah, and like speaking of the Savior, the youth theme, like Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Yes. Like it's not he increased in wisdom or stature yeah. or favor with God or with man. Yeah. It's somehow if you focus on the right things, you schedule your priorities, like the things that matter yeah. the most, Everything else just happens to increase yeah. altogether. And that's one of the questions you might need to ask yourself when you're reflecting how good of a balance you have in your life. You ask yourself, is doing this one thing improving 
all aspects of my life. Yeah. And if it is, keep on doing it. Eh? Yeah. And if you're doing this one thing and nothing else is improving, yeah. then remove it. Define your core values. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I think oh man, I think we've had a really comprehensive discussion on balance, yeah. and it's only because we're both imperfect at it. But oh, let's yeah, work me. on it together. Yeah, let's yeah, work on it together. For sure. And for people like that, are I know the why I say ages is from eighteen to thirty, and it's a sensitive topic for some yeah. people. <laughs> but um, what are your thoughts on having it all together by the time you turn thirty, or even before you turn thirty? Man. I- Honestly, I love that question. And you're right. Like, for some people, it is it's quite pressure, it? Yeah, it is pressure. And like I said in the beginning, there's like a church culture uh, where they've created like a checklist. I did some research, like, yeah. on our way here. And I searched up all the celebrities that became successful after they were 38. And let me just read out some famous names because I think that might prompt some ideas and help us to get, like, the, the spiritual application to yeah. it. Like, Jeff Bezos... Right, he started Amazon in 1995 when he was 31. After 38, I know it's Oprah Winfrey. Right, she started uh, like making her big breakthrough at 32. And should I mention she failed multiple times in her 20s? But the, <laughs> yeah, the point I'm trying to make is, um, yeah, it's, it's probably really nice to have it all together by 30, and the Lord's probably really happy. But don't be pressured. Uh, life is. It's all about learning and growing, yeah. and that doesn't stop when you turn 38. No, you don't thanks. stop. You don't stop showing faith to God yeah. when you're 30, continues on. Yeah. And who knows, you could be the nef- next Jeff Bezos. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I wanted to uh, also point out uh, that I'm not sure about you, but in my family, and I come from an island family, they all encourage us to like marry before you're 30, yep. have babies before you're 30, yep. all of that, yep. to have a secure job before you're 30. In buy my a head, house. Uh, buy a house by your 30. I'm, in my head, I'm like, how are you expecting me to study, work, have a baby, have like, by 30. No, that's just crazy. Like, to me, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> sounds a bit personal now. <laughs> no, but like, I wanted to point out is that there's no timeline, timestamp in like having it all together. There's no, uh, yeah, timeline in success or thriving, should yeah. I say. Uh, it's an internal conversion measure. Yeah, yeah. All the experiences that we go through, whether we have it all before 30 or after 30, all the experiences, the downfalls, bad experiences is necessary for our eternal perspective because it all adds up to how we're becoming like our Savior Jesus Christ, our eternal perspective, and ultimately to receive all that Heavenly Father has for us. Yeah. In the Leona for... I think it was February or January. Yeah. There was one of the articles and it was called Gratefully Ambitious. And the reason why I say that is don't go telling your mom and dad that Hala and Sawas told you <laughs> to to, <laughs> to not get married by your 30. Mm-hmm. Or I think uh, a big aspect of it is spirit and personal revelation. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, like it's different for everyone. There's no ruler to measure success. Yes. Yeah. And there's no age limit to God's blessings. Yeah. And Thanks. I the other opposite of that is it's also important that uh, we're not complacent and we're not procrastinating. Yeah. We've got to find a balance between understanding God's timeline and being patient, yeah. but also being on our faith and being persistent. Yeah. So like gratitude, looking to the past and, and love to the present and being yeah. ambitious for the future. So Thanks. just keep at it. And if you're past the 30 mark. Oh, good. I'm there already. Look at the 40 <laughs> mark. And if you make it past the 40 mark, make it to the 60, look at the 50, 50 mark. <laughs> 
And if you pass the fifty, just rest, <laughs> look up to God. Look to heaven. There's a open your mouth and look up. <laughs> look up I, um, to Christ. <laughs> let's combine the last two questions. Yes. Like, how have you stayed faithful through your personal challenges? Because yeah. I feel like the the thriving as a YSA comes with a lot of challenges. Yeah. Like, how have you stayed faithful in all of that? And what in those moments of overcoming adversity, what are some life lessons that you could offer to our thriving I <laughs> to, love to that. OYSA? Yeah. Uh, I would say because I come from like part member family, I've been able through the challenges that I go through, I always try to look at it with a eternal perspective that because yep. I'm the only one who else is going to be faithful who else is going to try bring my family back to the gospel and by doing that and having that eternal perspective I've been able to help many other souls along the way here's me thinking so like narrow-minded oh I'm only gonna stay active be- faithful because I want my family to be eternal and mm. all of that but here's Heavenly Father like allow me to bring other f- people other souls unto Christ yeah. yeah and you can see that now eh? yeah you can look you see it yeah and if you're hearing this the people that she's helping now <laughs> <laughs> she's praying for you eh? praying. that's awesome that's awesome advice I think I could learn from that as well I think it's a pretty common saying in the church like adversity is a part of mortality yeah and it is yeah but something that's really helped me stay faithful through my personal challenges is how do i put it untested faith is not real faith Love and jeffrey holland said that like abrahamic faith the faith that god wants us to develop in him and his son jesus christ is faith that has gone through the fire yeah you know when your mom and dad tells you the stories <laughs> of how they went to school yeah. that's the kind of faith we need the ones that went to the ocean <laughs> Climbed on the mountain. <laughs> it's that kind of faith. Yeah. Eh? And honestly, as cliche as that sounds, the personal challenges that we go through helps our faith yeah. to become real faith in Jesus yeah. Christ. And I think of some of the people that I admire in the gospel with their testimonies. Like under all of that faith and all of that testimony is a multitude of yes, challenges yeah. and, and all these things that they've gone through. Like coming back to that uh, iceberg dilemma, yeah. you can only see the top and then yeah. there's the bottom. Yeah. And that's been there for me. Eh? Every time my personal challenges come along the way, and that could be in the form of family, it could be in the form of $2 and what do I do for the rest of the <laughs> <Yeah>. week? Right? <laughs> in the form of, oh, I've got to pay my tithing, but I want ice cream tomorrow, things like that. Yeah. When those come into play and it's bigger than, some bigger than others, I like I tell myself, this is God giving me real faith. Yeah, It's no longer just a song or something I read in the scriptures. It's salvus developing real faith in Jesus Christ. No, I love that. I love that. Uh, to end off, I wanted to just share uh, when I was going through a difficult situation and almost like losing faith and hope because I am coming to the end of my era of being in YC. What era? <laughs> Remember, there's no timeline. <laughs> there's, there's no timeline, there's guys. No time there's there. no timeline. <laughs> but I just wanted to share with you guys that as I was sitting in a temple in the celestial room, uh, giving my <laughs> everything to Heavenly Father, like my worries, my doubts, everything to Him. Uh, when I read the scriptures, Messiah 5 verse 15, it reads, Therefore, I will that ye should be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in good works, that Christ, the Lord God, omnipotent, may seal you His, that ye may be brought to heaven, that ye may have everlasting salvation and eternal life. Through the wisdom and power and justice and mercy of him who created all things in heaven and in earth, mm. who is God above all. Amen. 
I read, read this, three words that stood out to me was good works, steadfast and immovable. And I just thought about what the trials that I go through, regardless of what I go through in life and what may come in life that may I stay steadfast and immovable in the testimony that I have, even though, even if I'm like in doubt, additional hope and faith will come along the way as so long as I'm staying close to my Savior, Jesus Christ. And that uh, the good works that I'm putting in, the time, the effort and everything that I'm investing in the gospel, mm. into my family, into work, into church, everything, all the callings that I hold, that all my efforts will be rewarded at the end. Uh, so long as, as why I say are looking to the future with hope and with an eternal perspective, uh, I hope that this is able to give some sort of comfort to anyone who's struggling or trying to receive some sort of hope. I like that. I like that. Um, to add to Hala's testimony and I think to close the podcast, I want to testify that the God we worship, he's actually our loving Heavenly Father. He's not just waiting to save us when like we've fallen or, or when we've messed up. He's actually cheering us on. He wants us to succeed. He's a God that succeeded. Yeah. And He's wanting for us to thrive. And he understands that if we're not thriving, if we're surviving, the Savior is going to happen. And I want to testify that Jesus is the Christ. His atonement is both redeeming and enabling. Yeah. It helps us to overcome all those bad things that we've done and helps us to be able to do hard things. I testify that um, this church, it's the place for us to, to thrive. Yeah. It's the environment that God has created here on earth to be able to help us develop all these Christ-like attributes and to help us to receive divine revelation. And I hope each and every one of you feel that if you're a YSA and in whatever you are now with your faith in Jesus Christ, you're thriving. Thanks. You're actually thriving. And the Lord will bless you for that. But uh, don't just stay there. <laughs> don't, don't just stay keep there. Keep progressing. That's it. That's yeah, it. keep and moving. That's our last invitation. Just consider ways that you could thrive a little bit more as a YSA spiritually and then obviously temporally. Evaluate the goals you've set in January and we promise that as you do so, the Savior will step in and, and do his magical little <laughs> thing. Eh? Um, I don't know, Hala, if you've got anything to share. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. No, I'm all good. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. We appreciate your love your and ears. your support. <laughs> we, your we, those we appreciate you <laughs> skipping all the way to the end. <laughs> We appreciate your time, honestly. Thank you so much, especially of how busy it is. Enjoy the rest of, of your day, yeah. of your night, or whatever it is yeah. you're listening. And God loves you. We love you heaps. And that's it from us. Let's go. Okay, see ya. Bye. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.